0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Boots and Engines and on today's episode we'll be talking about the future of Manchester United. Now, Manchester United is truly dearly to my heart and has been <clears throat> my favourite club ever since I've been growing up, since about the age of six or so. And you know, like me or not, it's not been the best of seasons for us or over the past few years I would say and I would say that this season, even though it hasn't ended, it justifies that it definitely is one of the worst seasons that we've had in over probably 10 years or so. But let's get straight to the point. I mean, looking at our current status, um, we've got less than 10 matches to go. And we are currently 5th place on 45 points and 37 points... Of Liverpool, so well that's quite a huge margin. But you know what can we say? Liverpool have been flying high this year, and so have other teams in the running for top four and their Champions League spots. Uh, you know, despite the fact that there is a possibility we might be entering the Champions League again due to Man City's Champions League ban, that really doesn't <coughs> change much because that is not uh, that. <coughs> that um, elevation isn't really part of our own work, our own efforts, it's just by Man City's doings and (laughs) what they've committed wrong, so nothing to be really proud about that to be honest, but looking at this current status, eh, it's, it's fairly sad to observe this now for how we used to be when I used to first start watching how United played when we had some of our really loyal and valuable players around like Rooney, Nani, Dimitar Berbatov. We had Patrice Everard, we had Paul Scholes, we had Ryan Giggs. You know, all those guys were really committed and willing to do the all for the club. And <clears throat> all they ever thought was just about the game. You know, it's nothing else was going to bother their mind or come through them. Nothing was ever going to be in the way of winning a game and hopefully clinching a trophy so you know those days are gone sadly but what can we say that's how football revolves nowadays and you know looking at our current squad we have a decent squad i would say it's not the best squad honestly we ever since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came to Old Trafford things definitely took a turn we were uh, in a way we were doing well for a certain period of time and we took a huge slump ever since we lost to Arsenal last season we had the 2-0 loss and that ended what of what would have probably been man united's longest unbeaten run since alex ferguson's uh, 2010 2011 season which we did lose as well but we lost to wolves and this time we lost to arsenal so ever since that game we was you know We took a huge slump after that. And that really didn't change much soon after. Even though we did win against Chelsea at the start of this season, but that didn't change much, honestly. It was just a big win and everyone was like, oh, damn, we're going to get back on track. Things are going to change, you know. It's going to be amazing just because we won against Chelsea. But no, we ended up losing two or three games in the past ten games. In the first ten games, sorry. And, you know, that pretty much proved you know overconfidence and you know the high expectations which we didn't really meet and this is the problem I mean first off I want to touch on how we take our players for granted or rather how we misinterpret our players because for example I think the biggest critic or the biggest problem we had was um, selling our, our main striker Romelu Lukaku Now, Lukaku was scoring goals. Yes, he was inconsistent at times, but he was back on track. I mean, let's face it, he did prove his point when he scored his goals against PSG. And then we uh, came back and we beat Southampton as well towards the end of, was it last season, I think? And, you know, it's sad to say, like, he could have proved to be a bigger potential if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had actually kept him and put more faith into him and motivated him but he felt very deprived and kind of demotivated in a way and he chose to move out of the Premier League and he had Inter calling him you know Inter was calling for him and he made the move and he left United which was a big loss because there was no shoes to fill his spot there was no one to fill his spot I mean Yes, Rashford is good, but what what so uh, Rashford can't do as much, or what much what what what's the what's the level of Romelu Lukaku compared to Rashford? Lukaku has been playing for very you know a certain period of time as compared to uh, Rashford. Rashford just started to grow, and Lukaku has been in the Premier League for a very long time, as we know, playing for Chelsea and West Brom and Everton. But you see, the high expectations in this club is quite. It's quite unfortunate because we we have this. I this the club has these high expectations at the wrong point of time, or rather on the wrong players. As we can see with, I'm not saying that they are having the wrong expectations on Rashford. No, he is a really talented player. He proves his point. He's puts in all the effort, but. We can't push. It's impossible to push players at his age to the maximum level. I think, I don't think there's ever been a player at his age that has played this much of football as much as Rashford has played. Currently, he's been starting in almost every game. You know, and what's you know what's the consequences if he get, <clears throat> if he gets injured? I mean, looking at we have the options of Martial and um, you know, there's Greenwood as well, but you can't expect too much from them they're still young and growing too and marshall isn't much of a striker he's more of a winger in in fact now but and then you look at greenwood greenwood is still new he's just come from the academy and sorry the youth squad but you know still we can't put so much pressure on these players and expect them to perform 101% and the same level as someone at how Lukaku would perform because the premier league's not an easy league as we all know it's one of the toughest league it is the toughest league in the world and these guys are still grooming and you know it's it's not it's not fair to push into the potential because if they then slack and get injured or whatsoever who are we to look for that's the main problem so they made a huge mistake but I mean he was fine to sell Lukaku but they did not find someone to fill his spot and that was the disappointing part and they obviously realised that they were struggling and they had made the wrong move, therefore they opted to look to Audier Rigalo and, you know, sign him on loan from Shanghai Shenhua. To me Igalo's signing wasn't the best or rather I, I wasn't super excited or joyful about it because yes, Audio Rigalo did Chine at Watford we all had seen him play he did score a number of goals he was he did pose a bit of a threat but you know now he he was <clears throat> he probably thought that you know going to China he was leaning towards more of um, easy flowing game and heading towards retirement so what could we possibly expect from him you know like he was taking it more of an easy toll you know like at his age especially he's about 31 or 32 right now so he wouldn't expect much from a club you know and being in the Chinese Premier League everything is different a lot of players take that as a a retirement league or rather league where they could play with a slower pace you know but you know United snapped him and they needed someone with capability and the scoring ability and they looked to Odin Galo and just just you know just coming off the united news igalu's deal had actually been extended till the still 30th of january of 2021 as you know his deal his loan deal was actually going to expire on 31st of may which was yesterday and so that's that's good you know at least we're still keeping him for now because he's a potential yes he may not be in the same power as lukaku but you know he can provide some sort of capability and help and assist for the time being. Yes, age-wise, he has the experience. He, you know, I wouldn't. Yes, may I might be wrong with saying he's old, but you know, at this age, I mean, we're looking at people like Cristiano Ronaldo, who's about thirty-four. So, you know, I can't really compare. He's flying high. He's doing superb. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Igallo performs the same. And you know. I mean, he, is, he has been pretty decent, four goals in eight games, and he did win the goal of the month when he scored against LSK in the Europa League. So, it's pretty impressive in a way. So, I am looking to see what he can provide more when the Premier League returns, because he hasn't scored a goal in the Premier League yet. And I mean, he did have a few chances, but you know, he didn't capitalize on it yet, so it'll be interesting to see what he can provide. In these upcoming games, once the Premier League resumes. Now, looking at uh, going back to the whole United squad, we we have some we have lost some players along the way, good players, you know. Um, most recently was Ender Herrera this season. We that was a really unforeseen loss, you know. It was such a sad thing because Herrera was a huge part of the team, you know, he contributed so much to the team, I really enjoyed watching him play, he was a great player honestly, very very determined, very helpful, and he was very hardworking, but you know, United let him go for free the PSG of all teams, and look where he's ended up now, he's, you know, barely making the starting eleven, he's always been on the bench, and to add to that, his injury problems are making things worse, so... You know, things always don't turn out the best But, you know, if I felt if we kept people like Ender Herrera Things would have shaken up a bit Because now And it would have improved in the midfield Because, you know, how we knew How we were aware about Paul Pogba was out for a period of time But then we snapped Bruno Fernandes Which I think was a brilliant signing Because look at how much he has brought to the team Honestly, I feel that The, the, the midfield will be stronger now If we if we kept Ender Herrera and we had these two, either one, whether it had to be Ender Herrera or Paul Pogba or Mark McTominay with Bruno Fernandes, I think we would have had a solid midfield. I mean, you look at the capabilities, Bruno Fernandes is a really hard-working player. He's skillful, he's talented, he is really a, a good goal scorer. I mean, we've seen some of his free kicks and penalties as well from you know from the spot kick, but... It's it's sad, you know, that we we took these players for granted, and you know, we could have made so much use out of them, like Ender Herrera, you know, and. But, looking at players that we, I mean, for a matter of fact, we also make the United actually make this mistake of keeping the wrong players. I would say, you know, it's it's sorry, but it's pretty it's a pretty stupid move, but you know. I mean, I honestly people would I feel many of you would agree with me if, if if we would if we should have let go Chris Smalling Phil Jones Ashley Young at a much earlier stage because honestly I don't know what they're doing like come on like alright now they're most of them are gone Ashley Young has gone to Inter Milan Chris Smalling has gone to AS Roma but you know I felt that if we actually took this into consideration at an earlier stage. things sort of improved because i don 't know whether it 's because of their loyalty or what, but it's it's no point um, it's no point backing up players who do not pose a threat to the strikers or the opposition team because looking at the United team now, United used to be one of the most feared teams in the world. People used to be afraid of coming to Old Trafford, coming to the venue to play because they were having the expectations of probably getting hammered or letting in last-minute goals because that that was what United was capable of back then. But now it's the total opposite. Pe- teams here that oh we're traveling to Old Trafford next week. Oh this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting for us because you know it's kind of like a game for them now. You know, United's competition used to be their competition in the Premier League used to be Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham at times but now it's just more than that you know (laughs) not just the top 5 teams now United are even struggling with the likes of right, Leicester fair enough Leicester have improved tremendously but we're talking about teams like West Ham where Wolves also have improved but you know those mid-table clubs which we take for granted or rather we we do not put more effort into it, and you know we end up losing unnecessary games, and we lose a number of points, which is so sad. But it's it's this it's things like this that really affect the team as a whole. And going back to the players that we we should be aware of, like you know wondering who should stay and who should go. I'm looking into players like you know like as I mentioned, Chris Smalling and. Ashley Young but looking at the players which are still in the squad I feel that I'm not sure if what the rest of you feel but I feel that the one player that has not shown like a sign of improvement is definitely Jesse Lingard it's sad to see because you know he was a young potential player and he did go out and loan several clubs you know he's rather a late boomer in a way you know Jesse Lingard he did he did do well at certain stages of the season, you know two seasons ago, under Mourinho and the previous season, he was doing decently alright, but then this season, towards the end of last season and coming up to this season as well, he wasn't performing at his best he was taking everything so lightly he wasn't pushing as much as he should, or he usually does so it was quite disappointing, and it's quite sad to see how he plays now, and it's not a Blissful sight sight at all. It's just annoying to watch, you know. Because you make callous mistakes, you lose the ball. Team counterattacks, they score a goal or they, you know, cause um mess in the defense. So this is a problem. And another one probably would be Andreas Pereira. I mean, I had so much hope for Pereira to be honest. Like he was a real good potential. Seeing how he, how Solskjaer used him last season and how Mourinho, Mourinho used him at times as well. So, and he, and he's another problem just like Jesse Lingard, you know, he doesn't capitalize on his talent and potential, but these play, these young players, they take, well, they're not very young anymore, but still, they take these things for granted and it's, their performance drops really low and, you know, it's, they don't live their full potential, then they lose out and they probably won't get picked by the club anymore. They probably won't get game time for the next few months or so. So it's pretty upsetting. I mean, apart from that, we are seeing the likes of Tai Chung, Angel Gomez, Alex Twanzebe, James Garner, and of course, Daniel James, yep. You know, like, okay, apart from Daniel James, the youth, as I mentioned, Tai Chung, Angel Gomez, X-Ton and Timothy Fonson, all those guys, they have the real potential. They have a good potential for the squad. Without a doubt. You know, they just need someone to groom them really well. You know, the, the only kind of solution is to utilize them, you know. And make full use of them, you know. Know the right position where they play. Know the right time to bring them on. Know what to focus on them, you know. Then it's... It's possible to actually groom and build these players. You know, you UN, want United should be making players like how Jurgen Klopp, Klopp is developing or how he has developed the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andrew Robertson. I mean, look at those players. It's amazing to see how, where they've become, you know, where they've come. I mean, not long ago they were just nothing, you know. One one guy was just, you know, a canopy player and Andrew Robertson just came from Hull City and he was only a You know, he was pretty cheap and look at him now, he's worth almost 70-80 million. I I mean, it's amazing to see. As much as Liverpool is my biggest rival, I mean, it's amazing to see how they've developed some of their players. And this is what we should be seeing in Manchester United with some of the players because we've seen a lot of misguidance and misinterpretation of players, you know. Spending big money expecting so much from them, and then they end up being a flop, like Memphis Depay and Angel Di Maria, which, you know, I really, really loved and enjoyed watching them play, but, you know, things didn't turn out, they both ended up leaving the club, so that was that was unfortunate, you know, th- those are potentials that we could have utilized and really made a difference in the club, and, you know, I, I do hope that, um, Oligana Sosha actually realizes this, you know. He of course he's aware of the current situation, he's doing his best. And I believe he is making progress with the club. He's he may not be winning trophies just yet, but he is making some sort of progress eventually. But I wouldn't say that we I would want Oligana Sosha in the long term. Like he he isn't he really isn't the man that I would see. United, uh, you know, see him with United winning, probably winning a Premier League, or winning a cup or a Champions League. You know, I. It's a very, it's a very two-sided thing. I have, I have two sides to this. Like, you know, you want to believe and you want to have the the trust and willingness in him that he is capable of doing such a thing, but looking. At the other side of it, he doesn't. He hasn't had much of the experience. He managed um, a Norwegian club. He was managing them for a while, but and we know previously he was managing Cardiff City, but they got relegated and then he got sacked. So that wasn't a really good start, you know, to begin with. But looking at how Olegan Solskjaer has been in United. You know we all had high expectations for him at the first at the beginning, you know when he first came in, he won his few games and whatnot, and you we were like, "Oh, great, you know, put him sign him up you know to get that contract for him, making him a permanent manager, you know, but you know now thinking about it, he may not have the grooming skills and the capability of actually taking United to where they once were during the Ferguson era because once Ferguson left everything just went downhill and it has been at every season as much as we thought that every once a new manager came in we were gonna jump back up but no we just keep on going lower and lower and I believe that this is our lowest point you know to to, to the point that you know we could have ended up being finishing mid-table you know which is like the worst worst case scenario but you know we, we that's not the club we are but you know that's how we've ended up being unfortunately and you know as much as the if you know finding new managers isn't much of the issue right now probably but you know I still wish that um, and I do dream that you know if, if Newcastle don't snatch him I do hope that Pochettino actually comes to menu one day you know because I think Pochettino is the perfect fit for the club in terms of grooming players, because Pochettino has the suitable mindset of nurturing and grooming players of young talent and you know, basically merging them with the current squad or rather the more experienced players. You know, I, I did mention this previously because in the previous episode as what he did with Tottenham as well, because Look at Tottenham You know Last season Like I said In the previous episode This is one It has been one of their best seasons ever They reached the Champions League Finals Champions League Finals Which I think was Pochettino's Best achievement yet But you know Unfortunately They weren't performing so well This season And he You know He got sacked and whatnot. But you know That was A really sad thing to see Because Pochettino had so much potential And He was really looking to drive the club somewhere So You know Looking back at Pochettino coming to United, I believe that he can actually do something about these players like Tay Chong, Angel Gomez, Alex Torres and Daniel James and whatnot, you know, so it would be good to see him come in the future, maybe not now, maybe give it three or four years time, you know, hopefully. Or, you know, if the table if in you know, the tables turn, you know, may not know gonna Sosha he may be, you know, leaving and Pochettino may come you know anything can happen in football that's, that's what happens you know so we'll see what happens you know I do hope that you know current, coming to the future of United we we deserve to be back where we once were because that's who we are that's what Manchester United is all about we were one of the best clubs in the world and we took a huge slump while other clubs Went up the ladder, you know. They started improving. They became better. They improved. Whereas we only thought about money and buying players, and there was barely amount of improvement. I would say so. It's quite sad. So you know, as as a United fan, I do hope that things change. You know, probably I'm still having my hope in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and you know that he will probably. Take this more seriously and actually do something about these players and we will get back to winning ways and we will become hopefully one of the best clubs in the world again at the very top in a few years time because that's for sure it's for sure that that's unlikely to happen in the next year or so or give it two or even three years because there's so much damage that has been done and there's much to repair so you know there's There's no chance of very big success in the near future, so, you know, we've got a lot of time. We've got to take a lot of time to work our way around, and hopefully we'll be seeing some success later on with our improvement. So that's all I have for you today, I hope. This episode was pretty interesting. This was something that really touched me and something I really wanted to talk about because, of course, it has affected me over the past few years and seasons and you know I do hope as a Manchester United fan and and as a diehard fan that things will be better for us and more positive things will come our way. So thank you once again for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you and bye-bye.